0: Like what? What's what going on? F- what
1: the fuck are you talking about?
0: <laughs> are we in a horror movie now? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> God.
1: All right. All right like, um, we
0: need to do the thing where we start the show, and then then do the thing where we do the show.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> this thing this,
0: yeah the same we talk. okay mm-hmm. I'm in um, how, do we, shit, how do we start oh yeah that's right
1: mm-hmm.
0: welcome to the dialogue box with Gwen Frey and Chris light you are in the dialogue box
1: yeah you are yeah hey yeah doing? how you doing Gwen
0: how am I doing I'm doing good how are you doing Chris light
1: I'm doing all right I'm doing all right I'm currently uh as we both are, and as is gonna be the opening topic for the show, suffering from the fact that there's a lot of games.
0: Too many games, so many games. There's no way to play them all and no. we have to play them all because we're, you know, game people. Yeah. We have to we have to be able to talk about all the games. And in my case a lot of my friends worked on these games, so it's like, alright, which which friend am I gonna let down by not being able to play their game just yet? Oh no. Man. See I, I don't already, have that uh, problem at least. Have you ever... So, Mafia 3 came out, and I have a lot of friends that worked on Mafia 3, but I have a lot of games to play. And that game looks great, but mm-hmm. it's not my kind of game, necessarily, so maybe I have been a little bit lax about getting around to playing it, and I feel bad, because I'm going to see them soon. I don't know when, but it's a guarantee I'll see them soon. And then I they're, <clears throat> I have to congratulate them on, on how they did uh, developing Mafia 3, and, and just generally talk about it. Uh, and I, we, to do that, I kind of have to play the game. So, so it's going to have to happen.
1: Yeah. I reviewed Mafia Free.
0: You did? Mm. It was that's, good. <laughs> that's awesome. Was that like, a, was that a written review or was uh, that like no. a... a str- uh, no, video not.
1: review for a TV. Of
0: course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, nothing's written anymore.
1: I do some written reviews. I've done some written reviews for uh, magazines over here. Uh, magazines. But- uh, Not websites i've never re- actually written for a website um no way no i've the only time i've written reviews they've been for a magazine called games tm over here in the uk huh
0: wow a real magazine a real I magazine seen, i know like, i i can't remember the last time i opened up a magazine or bought one definitely definitely well, don't remember buying a magazine
1: it was kind of like uh a nice tick On the things that I always wanted to do when I was a kid. Because I always used to buy games magazines when I was a kid. Because that's where you got all the information. And so... That's right. To write for one was definitely like a little thing for me to be like, that's cool. Like, Watch Dogs 2 just came out. Like, today or yesterday or very recently. And, like, it's another one that comes out. And I'm like, I should probably be playing it. Because everyone's talking about it. So I'm like... I kind of feel I need to be part of that conversation, but I don't even know. I think maybe the same thing for you, Mafia Three, where like I look at Watch Dogs Two and I'm like, I don't even think that's a game I majorly want to play, but yeah, the I've reviews are positive. The...
0: Yeah, that one looks. The reviews are good. there's a lot. The thing is, there's so many good reviews for so many games right now, and um, I I know. I'm not a huge fan of first-person shooters, so I get away with not getting bogged down in like the current Battlefield, Titanfall, yeah, all those games that just came out recently. Um, so I, most of my friends are already backlogged there, and then Dishonored just dropped. Yeah, um, and Dishonored, Dishonored two just dropped. I mean, and Dishonored was fantastic, so I can't wait to uh, to try that one out. I'm like, that's a game I want to play very badly, just for me. I'm still Civ. I I pick a game and I play it a lot. Uh, for when I'm playing a game for me, I I play it, uh, and then I'm done with it, and then I never play it again. I don't play two games at the same time, um, and I'm just not quite done with Civ yet.
1: Civ has been a running theme throughout yeah, this entire podcast s- so far. Just that you're- you just
0: gotta shut me up when I start talking about Civ. Like there's <laughs> just been too much talk about Civ. I mean, I mean um, at least um, it's helpful that I can uh, watch my boyfriend play some games too, so I kind I can. It's not that I'm playing two games at the same time, but at least I get to, you know, run upstairs, see what he's playing real quick. Uh, and then I, that that checks one off my list. True. Because I can kind of see, you know, all right, give me the highlights. What's happening? <laughs> I can see how the game plays a bit without having to do it myself.
1: What's he playing at the moment?
0: Oh, um, he actually went back and started playing XCOM because we're on this crazy, I'm not supposed to talk about Civ, but we're on a crazy uh, into tactics games right now kind of thing going on. Uh, he also I told him I never played Firewatch and he's like, What's Firewatch? That looks good and he went back and played Firewatch. Um, I've still not got so around got to, to playing
1: it. that. I bought that yeah. and it's just been sat since day one on my PS4 dashboard, getting further and further behind, waiting for me to play yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's one of those games. It's a fun narrative. Um it's a kind of shorter experience. It's not something you sink into forever and play mm. over and over. Um and it's um I'm I'm not I do like what they call walking simulators sometimes. Same. Uh, but um, I just haven't quite been in the right mood for this one yet. Like, you have to be in a mood for a walking simulator. That's the thing. And lately, I'm in the mood for like a gamey game, you know?
1: Mm. No, the same. That's the thing. Like I-, I feel I've got to get in the right headspace to play that game. And yeah, same thing. Like with uh, Your Civ is my Overwatch, where it's just like, oh, I can just play that for 20 minutes. And I'm in and out. I've had a blast and I'm done.
0: Yes, and you know, most people, um, if you look at consumers, most consumers have the one game that they pretty much play. Uh, And it's usually a game that they play with their friends repeatedly. And then maybe they'll, uh, when their friends aren't around, they'll dabble in a couple other games. But most people have their primary game, whether that game's Call of Duty or a shooter or um, whatever. In your case, Overwatch. In my case, right now, Civ. And that's extremely normal. And it's extremely normal for that game to be the same for a long time. Um, But. Because you're a gaming personality who has to do us to review games and I'm a game developer, we have to play all the games. Because um, I'm going to be sitting in, inevitably, I'm going to be sitting in a meeting where somebody references something that happened in Firewatch and it's going to be expected that I have played Firewatch. Mm. And inevitably, somebody's going to ask you about Firewatch. And so we both have to play Firewatch. Yep. Uh, we both have to play all the games.
1: Yeah, no, that's <laughs> and... the thing. And that isn't a bad thing. But I don't know, like... Like I said, uh, Watch Dogs 2, it it just feels like I need to play it to continue to be part of the conversation of the games that are coming out, because at the moment, mm-hmm. that's my Twitter timeline, people are talking about Watch Dogs 2, and I'm just sort of like, ooh, I've still got Timefall 2 to play, guys, I've Call of Duty, i still got to play that, and they're just sitting there, guys, come on. Yeah. How have you got all these played already?
0: Oh my god. It's expensive. It's that's expensive, the other It Costs games. a lot. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you, if
1: you're super lucky, you can get codes for things. Or if yeah. you're reviewing them, then you get codes for things. But
0: I get to I get to give out the the codes to reviewers. I, oh, that's you fun. do,
1: don't you? Yeah. yeah. You're on the other. Yeah. Like I'm the person emailing, being like, because you mentioned Dishonored too. Like I recently got a code for that. Uh,
0: oh, you lucky! Per- oh, that's amazing, I know. dude. Awesome.
1: It's one of the few codes I've ever got uh, because generally, just for people listening, whenever I get a code for a game, it's because I'm going to review it. And normally the main outlet I review for is Sky News, which is a big news network here in the UK and Europe, I think, as well. And it's owned by the same person that owns Fox News and like pretty much owns everything, like Rupert Murdoch. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I review for them quite a lot. Uh, So I tend to get games to do that because it's a really big tv station so companies tend to want you to talk about their stuff on there so but dishonored 2 is one of the few times that i've ever uh actually just said can i kind of can i just have it like because i hear people just get things for free because because can i do that and they actually <laughs> said yes and i was like oh i think it's twice That's... ever that i've ever just been like can i just have a thing and it's worked which makes me sound like like it's one of those things where it's like i feel like i sound like a a dick (laughs) it's like well why did you don't deserve to get it but another part of my brain just goes i don't know man like you know i want to play it (laughs) like and i don't have any money come on man (laughs) no well
0: i think it's right i think it's it's a good thing that um i i think the only way that you can compare different games is to play a lot of games if you're going thing. to be I I games.
1: I'm going to stream it as well, which... It's a really weird... Because, like, with reviews, in my head, I can completely quantify why I want it. Because I've got to play it to give it, like, a recommendation or whatever. Like, you need it for the job that you're doing. But with, like, streaming, it, it feels a bit more nebulous when you ask for a game. Because you're sort of doing it at your own pace. And you're enjoying it a lot more. And, like... Because that is a no. part of the whole review process that kind of, you, it,
0: it is. deadlines it's how and most, stuff. I, I wouldn't feel bad about that at all. That's how most consumers choose to, um, most consumers are not looking at your written reviews or even looking at your, your YouTube reviews. They're looking at streams and they're looking mm. at maybe videos, gameplay videos of people playing the game and that sort of thing, um so you're doing marketing for them you're you know you don't realize it but you <gasps> are there marketing for it. you you probably do realize it because you're not you know you a know, secret oblivious. shill
1: <laughs> wait a minute you <laughs> bastards i want paying
0: <laughs> they're paying you in in games
1: they're paying me in game yeah i've been bought in off single game if you believe the internet <laughs> oh oh do you know my uh... favorite my favorite thing in the world is whenever you'll get a comment and you'll see a comment being like oh God." ea paid this company Um, or specifically when it's aimed at somewhere you work for or specifically at something you've done and you see on the internet someone being like oh my god this company totally paid them to say it was good and a part of you goes like i fucking wish they paid me to say it was good i just liked it (laughs) reviews pay nothing like they pay like nothing to not a lot like, I would love it if they turned up and just said, here's 500 pounds, wink. And I was like, shit, I was going to say it was good anyway. Okay. That never happens. <laughs> that never, ever, ever has happened to me. And I don't know anyone that has ever happened to. But I, I don't know. I've always, I've always been of the... Like, I've always wanted to express the opinion. Like, dude, we wish that would happen. Come on.
0: <laughs> there's there's no one person whose opinion matters so much that it would be worth that amount of money to do that to. I don't That's know. The thing. Like, I People don't... get... People go everywhere. The uh, There's no one source of media anymore whose yeah. opinion matters more than everybody else. People are looking at the the score in general on Steam or the score in general somewhere. And by the way, if you um, review the game, if you get the game for free uh, and then you review it on Steam, your score doesn't count in the aggregate score anymore.
1: Yeah, I saw only, that.
0: Yeah, only paying customers are uh, like they'll read your review. Uh, if you write a review, but for when you score it from from zero to five stars, only uh, paying customers count in that aggregated score, mm. which is a whole hubbub in my in the indie community right now. I can imagine,
1: yeah, because didn't like just a bunch of reviews like just disappear and whatnot.
0: Yeah, a bunch of re- or scores, uh, I should say, changed. The scores. The scores changed, or people who didn't have enough um, people who over half of their uh, the people who who rated the game got the game for free all of a sudden that drastically changed mm. or disappeared uh so it, it did change scores slightly and it was a, a bit of a small shock to yeah. the community when that happened because yeah valve made a decision on high and now this is how things are yeah uh, and I, I mean i understand why they did it um because for the exact reason that you said because in a way giving somebody a game for free could kind of be uh giving somebody a game for free early on so that they give you a good um score uh to bump up your score early on could be a way someone could manipulate the system and so valve cracked down
1: my argument in my head was always like i'm not stupid like you can give me shit for free but i'm not gonna jeopardize my actual job by saying it's good like it's not gonna actually affect me in any way like if someone walks up to me and is like here have a thing i'm not now suddenly gonna be like they're the best forever Despite not knowing them in any way or caring about them, I'm just like, no. I'm a person. Like I'm not dumb. Like I'm not gonna be like, it's great. And then everyone goes, we'll never hire you again because clearly you don't even think that. You can't even articulate why you think it's good. It's just like you've (laughs) quoted a PR list.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's so stressful to be a member of the to do, especially what you do. At least some members of the press have like complete salaries and, yeah. and health insurance and things but you're you're a freelance you take gigs as they come along uh-huh. right oh so 100%. that's oh,
1: oh it's man st- oh, that's... it's stressful as hell like i i it's especially like i don't know how interested people are in just my life but like <laughs> but like uh
0: well you have a weird life so it's kind of interesting because most I people guess. most people go into uh, like a job every day and uh deal with coworkers. and have company drama it's actually strange to me sometimes when i hear about people who work in like a bank and how somebody i don't know stole their tuna fish sandwich or like the the everyday Mm. stuff that happens when i mean I, i do a lot of freelance as well and there's uh, I deal with a great deal of stress as well because sometimes I have had to, I launched a company and I worked for free for a year and so we had a Kickstarter shit. and like I, I, I also go through these, these phases where, oh shit, this may not work and I might just never see money again. What am I doing? Um, or when I'm freelancing at the rare times in my career when I've had to freelance or, um, I mean, I, I chose to, uh, mm. uh, I would take every gig because I was always terrified that, um, all of them would fall through, and then I'd have no gigs. Uh, and sometimes all of them would would come through at the same time, and then oh, no. I'd be crunching, trying to uh, terrified that I'm going to drop the ball and and screw up one of my freelance gigs. So I don't, I know it's stressful, and I'm on, I'm I'm lucky enough to, um, I don't have to fly around for my stuff. I I do everything from my computer, um, and I'm I'm pretty. I feel like I, I'm super stressed out and I have it easier than you, right? Um,
1: well, as I always say to people, I'm whenever I get asked, like, your job and what do you do, I always say that the job itself isn't, like, the doing of the job, once I'm there and I'm doing a thing, it's that's not necessarily hard. Like, I'm always like, anyone could do this, as long as you have the confidence to stand and talk, like, y- <laughs> you could do this, given enough time, anyone could do this it's the getting the work and the keeping the the work getting the work again that is always the really hard part because there's like there's so there's so many people for those that don't know I don't know if I've ever introduced what I do um I stream on Twitch for a couple of the companies uh, and have done for a few others um, but one of the main things I do is like stage presentation which we've mentioned that's how me and you met Uh, Mm -hmm. interviewing you about uh, Flame in the Flood. And, yeah, I do that for a few companies, and there's hopefully a few more coming up soon, but it's weird, like it is super stressful, like I'm get I've been getting to a point lately where I'm just sort of like, because I don't have any, I never have any consistent definite 100% forever money, like I know no one does, in a way, like but because I don't have a specific job, it's like super stressful where i'm just sort of like i got a new apartment recently and you know there's like no safety net to these things like as there wasn't in the last one but <laughs> we were sharing with someone else uh it's, it's me and my partner i should say we were sharing a flat with someone else but now we're not it's just the two of us so and we both work freelance so it's kind of like <laughs> that's awesome <How laughs> oh it's you, constant I, terror
0: so that's that's got to be something where you talk to your. How do you convince a landlord that you uh, are good for it? Like, how do you convince a landlord to sign you on for a one month or for a one year lease uh, when uh, your when your pay is so variable over the course of the year? Because I imagine there's so many more conferences, for instance, yeah, January through I don't know June. That seems to be like E3, GDC, the Even various taxes.
1: Like those exist, at, but there's still nothing. There's nothing to say with most of my work, if not all of it, beyond the one gig that you do, there is never anything to say you will ever be doing any more ever again. So, like, every time I've been to the States, there is always in the back of your head, like, this could be the last time you ever go. Like, because I know I've never had the money to go there myself beforehand. And Mm -hmm. by the grace of the companies that have sent me out there, it's been really cool. Like, I've got to go to America, like, multiple times, like, over the but, last year or so.
0: And that's awesome. How did you get your first gig? How did you get into this <clears throat> thing where people are paying you to fly around to conferences and and speak and, and show? Like, what what was the thing that... I I know you, you try by you, you do everything you can, and you hope that uh, through some combination, I imagine enough people have seen you doing enough things that they suddenly go, oh, yeah, that's a known guy. Mm. is that how that happened
1: uh that it's all it's kind of like for me with all the things i've done and this is the same for everyone right like it feels like everything's building to everything else like Mm -hmm. all the things that i'm doing have bled into the things that i'm doing next like without one there would not be the other so like from like doing podcast like I know I'm doing podcasts now but doing podcast I used to do podcasts with my friends like years and years ago about video games which led to me doing like some like I saw on Twitter there was some completely random like production company that were like we're auditioning for to people to do vlogs on YouTube and we will pay you a quite small but still we will pay you amount of money every time you do a video and we'll upload it and all that stuff and so I did that for like Like, about seven or eight months, I think, that lasted, which was pretty cool. But that really got me into doing video and sort of talking to camera. And then I made, made like, my own... The thing that really got me... This is, like, just telling my entire career now, I've realized. Because you
0: realize there's, like, a ton of people who are Twitch streaming out there right now who just want to be you. I Um, guess.
1: (laughs) You don't want to be me, kids. My back hurts all (laughs) the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i know well it's crazy because i'm i mean i'm a game developer and i get so caught up in my everyday life that i forget that there's schools all over churning out kids that that want to be a game developer Mm. and and i see the not glamorous side of it and maybe sometimes i take it for granted and i know i know that and i know you do too because let me tell you man like there are so many people out there who are streaming and who just want to be games industry famous which you are i Mm. mean you've been you're on sky news you're on um you're doing you're presenting uh and interviewing game developers on on the show floor at pax
1: yeah and and you're actually
0: paid to do it uh which is something that i think a lot of people aspire to um it's
1: true and over the last year i have had actually some people tell me that and people that i thought were doing all right themselves like, where They're like, "Oh man, I want to be doing what you're doing." I'm like, "Really? You're fine." Like, it seems like <laughs> seems like you're doing better than me. But The
0: grass is always greener, you know? Yeah, you don't, that's true. Because you you see the glamorous side of it, I think, when you're further away. And so I'm I'm curious, for about the the nitty gritty. Like, yeah, what was the thing that you did?
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, so like, I made a little video, just like, cause oh no no, before that there was another thing. I uh. My partner is friends with people that uh, run a production company that have started doing stuff for the video game industry. So, like, creating videos for... uh, Well, actually, it's a friend of a friend kind of situation is the way it worked. Like, she was friends with someone who was friends with these people. So, like, they've made videos for Sony and things like that about games and etc., and one of the guys that worked for that company used to do videos for the uh, official Xbox channel on the Xbox 360 dashboard, which I always used to think was so cool, because like, I'd watch them, and I'd be like, oh, I want to do that. That's cool. Yeah. And so I kind of got to know him through that, and he wanted to start doing more, like, uh y kind of stuff again, because he hadn't done that for ages, so... I got talking to him and I was like oh we could do this and this and this well what do you think and we started doing a few things it was like just for fun like it didn't go anywhere or do anything but that was fun and so
0: you were producing videos of a high quality about you're talking about games yeah like yeah. We,
1: we tried to make like discussion based shows and he knew a lot of industry people so he'd get them involved and stuff like that and like I met a couple more people that way but like yeah via that I, uh, got, like, a few more followers on Twitter and stuff, and then I decided to make a video. I- it was called, uh, How Video Games Changed My Life, which is quite dramatic, <laughs> but I wanted to, like, interview people and make a little documentary thing, and so- So where
0: were- where were all these videos posted just, that you were producing?
1: Just on YouTube, like- Okay. The one I made, like, just- I just put it on my YouTube, but I think via some of the connections I've made, I've managed to interview, uh- a guy that worked for uh he now works for square enix he's like one of their chief community managers dan sito and a lady that works for sony on playstation access holly bennett and another lovely girl who is just the lady who reached out to me on twitter and super loved the uncharted games and i interviewed them and made like a little video it was cool via that someone at a tv company that talks about video games noticed that video and reached out to me and was like you should do an internship here uh i'll see if i can make that happen and like six months later it eventually did which was cool oh, that's
0: weird so you ended up doing an internship after you had already been kind of like doing this for a while right
1: but like yeah like off my. i was i was working uh in a games like retail shop at that gotcha. time as well but, so you,
0: this was a huge, it, it was important for you to do this because like, yeah. you got to meet a bunch of people. It's I was like,
1: like okay. I was like 27, I think, when I did this internship. So I was like, I was just about, la, 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 I'm the oldest intern, ha, ha, ha. But I really was and was very self-conscious about that fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Oh God," because like the people that worked there were younger than me, and I was just like, "I know twenty-seven isn't old, but it was like to be an intern, it kind of was." And I was also working at Game at the same time, so I'd do like five days a week internship at this place, and then I'd manage. My manager was really nice, so I only had to work two days a week at Game, but I meant I had like, I no money, and that sucked but uh wow, so
0: there was a lot of struggle for you Oh, for like, it,
1: that sucked like that was that was a month of internship and it, uh-huh. i was fortunate in that I lived with my partner and a housemate who were both like you can pay the rent right and i was like yeah that's it <laughs> like that's all i can do with the money i'm going to bring in for this month and they were super understanding about that so i was lucky in that sense and yeah that internship Like, nothing happened after it for, like, a month or, like, a couple of months. But then I got a call from one of the producers being like, we're doing this live TV show. Do you want to be on it? Like, as a, like, cutaway person that talks about competitions and shit. I was like, yeah. Like, I've never done that before. But I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Awesome.
0: So you're on a TV show that was on TV.
1: Yeah, live TV as well.
0: Live TV. Awesome.
1: Worldwide live TV. Like, they're not a channel you're going to have heard of, but in, like they broadcast worldwide and it was crazy uh but so that
0: was probably was that like your first big break where you were 100
1: it was awesome it was fucking amazing like it was like it was (laughs) it was a combination of the fact that like they didn't have like a ton of money as a channel and so they couldn't get someone amazing but at the same time the guy that was the producer at the time like totally took a chance on me because like i'm fucking nobody who works in a game shop and did an internship for them and was just i try i tried very hard in that (laughs) internship like i was super tired but i was always like fucking down to do whatever and like all that's super important i think if you want to do anything but like that was really cool and i did that and then i just kind of kept i tried to keep the momentum going and i have been kind of ever since and for the last year like i mean getting to the point where i was interviewing all of that i think Led a friend of mine who worked, works for the company. Uh, all
0: right. So my takeaway here is you have to have a lot of friends. <laughs> you need a you lot need of friends.
1: friends. You need friends. Well, fuck yeah. You you really do. Like you need to. You, but you
0: can't be a dude. You cannot be a jerk in this industry at all. Even I don't think a, so. No. Like, like if nobody jerks don't make it.
1: Jerks can make it for a bit. Like if they're good. Like you gotta be good. Like. <laughs> You've also... But that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't have got anywhere if I wasn't prepared. Because I didn't get the being in America doing stage hosting without all of that stuff that came before it. And then more stuff after it. And that body of work then led a friend of mine at this company to be able to go, Hey, you know we're thinking of doing this stage at uh, TwitchCon? Here, I know this guy. He's cool. And look at all this shit he's done. We could get him... To which they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll give him a go," and awesome, it worked, and, that's, and it was really cool. And that's how
0: you transitioned to being somebody who announces people on stage and stuff.
1: Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's man, awesome. So Don't get me what wrong. What comes,
0: dude? What comes? I and I know it's stressful because you you like we've talked about this before. You never know like if a gig will fall through or nah. how many gigs there will be next month yeah. versus this month, and and that's got to be super hard, man. And I, I know it, it's something every freelancer I know here goes through as well. I know it, it's a very common story. Every freelancer winds up overbooking themselves, over overstretching what they can do. Mm. Um, and just generally the fear that, oh, man, this might be the last time I'm ever paid. I better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I may never be paid again. That's like it, it's such a common fear in freelance.
1: Speaking of podcasts, we should probably wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for listening, Video- everyone.
0: Video games. <laughs> Is that going to be our new thought,
1: little no. little, Do we need a jingle? No,
0: cut that. Cut that. Video we do not games. need a jingle. Ah, oh, Christ. I was trying to do the idle thumbs thing. Video games. <sighs> uh, I'm not
1: there. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there in time. We'll have our own songs and We'll We'll Have whatnot. our own
0: songs? Yeah, we won't make them though. I don't need to hear myself saying We're we're good with that,
1: That's the future. If I get to go to PAX East and me and you are in the same place again, that's the future.
0: (laughs) Us making a jingle together? Yeah. Alright. You know what? If we ever end up in the same place again, somehow, we will make a jingle. Done. Just, we'll figure it out. We'll be like Gwen and Chris. Like, we'll figure, oh Christ. Cut that. Don't allow that to occur on the air. Nobody needs to hear what just occurred. But it was great chatting with you, Chris. Great Thank you.
1: Chatting with you too, Gwen.
0: I enjoy these chats and thanks for listening, listener. Whoever you are, wherever you are. We appreciate it. Please give us feedback. We'd love Please to do. know what you want to hear about. <laughs> thanks for listening. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light with the Dialog Box. You have been in the dialogue box.